Do you take this woman as your lawful wedded wife? Ooh, yeah! Oh, no. Place the ring on her finger and repeat after me. With this ring... With this ring... I thee wed... I thee wed... Hello, and welcome to With This Ring. Episode 35. I'm your co-host Ryan Everett. I'm your co-host Cindy Everett. And this month we're going to continue our look at the GWWE list. And this month we are going over the career of Mick Foley. Yes. And we did Mick Foley for WCW? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. This is very different, I feel like. Yeah. The type of matches and characters, obviously. Right. And like, I remember WCW had that strange, like, Weird promo that kind of have an ending to it. Right, the Captain Jack. Yes. Captain yes, Jack yes, lost yes. in Cleveland. Yeah. That, <laughs> luckily, there was no, he was never lost in Cleveland yeah. here. Who's your uh, favorite character? Your favorite Mick Foley character? Uh, for matches, Cactus Jack. But, like, overall, probably Mankind. Yeah? All right. I thought you'd say Dude Love. Well, I'm a big fan of, of Yeah. <laughs> big fan of Dude Love. But, yeah. As I'm, a wrestler. I, yeah. Yeah. I think I'd have to agree with. Wrestler being Cactus Jack. Um, I don't really care for his Mankind persona. Well, yeah, we saw more of the early Mankind. Like in 99 and 2000, or 99 really, 98, 99, he came, became more of like, it was really just Mick Foley, but with a mask on. That's true. It was yeah. more real, not real life, but more grounded kind of. Like they talked about, they always... They interchange between Mankind and Mick Foley gotcha. during the match, and it's, like, kind of understood. It's not like when he first comes in and is wearing his... 100%. Yeah. I gotcha. That's true. And we'll kind of talk about how that got to be a thing oh, okay. as we continue, as we go through the match. So the first match we watched was him versus Shawn Michaels. Yep, 1996. He yep. is, is Mankind. Yes. Is this the one where, like, Shawn Michaels, like, stomps him through the mat? Yeah, he yeah. gives him a drop. Uh, Mankind's pulling up the mats to do something, on the, and Shawn Michaels drop kicks him, and then, right. like, just jumps on him. Yeah. <laughs> into the into the ground. But, yeah, no, but, sorry, I kind of jumped right in there. No, yeah. Any, any context for this one? Uh, it was know? just, it was kind of a weird thing where there wasn't too much of a build-up to it. Okay. Because this was... Like, these in-your-houses were always kind of like the B-pay-per-views. So it was kind of like just Shawn Michaels and his challenger of the month this month is, like, Harris gotcha. Mankind, you know, before it was the British Bulldog. And, and was this his, like, first match back in the WWE? Or no, it was his first... His first feud when he came in was with The Undertaker. Oh, okay. And he had beat him at SummerSlam in a Boiler Room Brawl match, okay. where you fight in the Boiler Room. Sounds, yeah, sounds and great. at the end of that match, Paul Bear turned on The Undertaker, oh. hit him with the urn, and sided with Mankind. Oh, is that why Undertaker's like prying around the Yeah, room? that's why. Not Undertaker, uh, Paul Bear. Yeah, so Paul Bear is now Mankind's manager. Gotcha. Yeah, and Paul Bear is like waddling all around the ring. Yep. Doing this one with an urn. Um, and Shawn yeah. Michaels has his, uh, his trainer, Jose Lothario, there with him. The Obviously. old Mexican man. Yeah. Yeah, and lots of, lots of big moves. I feel like 
maybe it's those later McFoy matches. It wasn't really matches. It was just more like a brawl, more right. Like just getting like like gratuitous violence, so to speak. So I feel like this is an actual like match match. Yeah. Um, but no, this also has shenanigans. You had Vader and Sid Vicious, and then Undertaker. Then it comes out of the casket. People lose their minds. Yeah, it's. It's the only, yeah, I think this is, I think for a while, Mick Foley considered this his best match. Oh, really? Oh, until okay. some matches we'll get to later. All right. But, yeah, he thought this was a great match. He was, like, committed to making sure that he could go as long as Shawn Michaels wanted to go, which, you know, because Shawn Michaels was in peak back. physical shape back in 1996. And right, that was before his, his issues, back yeah. issues and his, I mean, it was probably already starting his pill issues but already, yeah, yeah but not to the point where like he was passing out gotcha so yeah it's a great match the only thing is kind of a wonky ending but at the time they weren't going to give the belt to mankind yet but they didn't want him to lose because they had already announced that the next pay-per-view in your house was going to be him versus the undertaker in a buried alive match oh. so you can't really have him lose going into that so gotcha. they just kind of split the difference and it's really it doesn't hurt the match i don't think the no, way they I mean, the, the way they do it yeah is good i mean i to me i'm just like okay i have to take us here but people there like, yeah lost, lost it so interesting yep and then so before our next match we watched uh an so interview that was a weird format yes he's a good storyteller but it was just like Oh, he liked pain. It was awkward growing up. Right. It's strange. Yeah, so the whole idea was... See, just before this, they did an interview with Goldust and Marlena. Okay. But they had them as Dustin Reynolds and Terry. Like, so giving a back view on them. So that was one thing they did. And then after that, they figured we should do this. Like, it was a pretty big success. It, oh, okay. It got people talking, at least. Because he talks about, like... Very soap opera. Yeah. yeah. Well, Yeah. Because they talked about, like, how he had a falling out with his dad, so that kind uh, of was a big thing. But, so then they did it with Mick Foley, and originally they were going to do it as Mick, you know, just Mick Foley telling his story, but uh, Mick Foley himself suggested that, what if we did it as mankind, but he gives, like, the Mick Foley life okay. story, like, the background on him. Gotcha. So, yeah. like, to keep the character growing, not just to make it two separate Gotcha. Tracks, yeah. And in that talk, we hear about, like, this is the first time he's ever even mentioned his dude love. Oh, yeah, that's right. And they show clips of his 1983 <laughs> home video yeah. as dude love. That sounds like his OG character. Right. So then, so basically that interview turns him face. Okay, okay. Because, like, he had kind of been drifting apart from Paul Bear. Like, Paul Bear was... With the Undertaker again, oh, but yeah. trying to make the Undertaker do bad things. Mm-hmm. So, Mankind was kind of like by his own, so then they decided to make him a face. So he's feuding with Triple H after the King of the Ring for a little bit. And then, since 1997 WWF, everything result- comes back to Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Yes. So they had a, a real-life brawl backstage at Raw. Oh, yeah. And Shawn Michaels quits the WWF. Yep. And at the time, him and Steve Austin were the WWF tag champs. So they needed to figure out who's going to be the other tag champs. So they have a thing where Mankind starts petitioning to be Steve Austin's partner. Oh, okay. And 
there's a tournament, and the winner of the tournament will face Steve Austin and a partner of his choosing for the tag belts. So, of course, Owen Hart and the British Bulldog, who were the tag champs before, win the tournament because they're the only right. tag team that it would make sense to face. Yeah. And the week before, Austin stunned Mankind for like the third week in a row. Oh, and Mankind promised that the next... Yeah. He cut, promised the next week that he wouldn't want to do that, and next week someone would come and make Steve Austin regret what he did. Gotcha. So then the oh. next week is the match we saw. Okay. Yeah, so... It, yeah, Steve Austin started. There's no partner, right? So there was a little bit. Of, I mean, I kind of who were reviewing. I <laughs> right. I think I figured out who it was going to be, but I didn't know it was going to be Dude Love. Yes. But then they got back and they pretty much win right away. Yeah, it's not much of a. Short, yeah. yeah, I mean, the first half of it with Steve Austin wrestling a handicap match is That's true, pretty good true. actually. It is. Yeah. And then Steve yeah. Steve Austin's just. Yeah, amazing. yeah. 1997. Steve Austin is pretty much doesn't have bad matches. Right. Yeah. And Owen Hart and the first, I mean, the Hart Foundation was on fire at this time, so. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's the main feud in the company, so it should be pretty well heated. But then, yeah, right before the commercial, we see some white boots dancing. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, and, and beyond the mat, which we'll talk about even more in a little bit, but there's video backstage of Vince McMahon trying to teach Dude Love how to strut. So, really? Yes, it's quite the thing to see both oh, of them horribly Horribly fail it, strutting. <coughs> and then... I'm good, I'm good. Okay. And then our next... So the match happens, and like you said, it's pretty... Dude Love comes in, and like, right away, they yeah. win the belts. But Steve Austin kind of even accepts him. He gives That's him the belt right. and shakes his hand. This is all right. You're a weirdo, but let's take it. So then we move up to... Um, 1997, it's 97, yes. same year. So they started feuding with Triple H. Yeah, he had kind of been feuding with him off and on also. Like he, Did Triple H start as a heel then? Yeah. Yeah, Triple H was a heel. Like, he first came in, he was a aristocrat. That's right, that's right. Hunter yes. Humsley. Right. But this time he was slowly morphing into actually Triple H. Gotcha. But, so he won... He, they should bring him back full circle of being aristocrat. Now he's literally... <laughs> An aristocrat from yeah. Greenwich, Connecticut. Literally owns the company. Yes. He's an aristocrat, but that's for a different discussion. It's for yes. a different episode. But. So they're having run Madison Square Garden, and they had fought at a SummerSlam in a cage match, which Mankind won. And they had, had other matches, and it was kind of split. China was usually like the deciding factor. Yeah. So then they set up a match at Madison Square Garden for Raw, and it was going to be Dude Lovers, Triple H, and a... Falls Count Anywhere match. Oh, okay. But Dude Love had different plans. He <laughs> offers the match to Mankind. That's right. And then Mankind <laughs> says he'd love it. He'd love to do horrible things with Triple H. But he knows one person that would love it even oh, more. Oh, yeah. And Cactus Jack finally appears yep. in the WWF. Also, this is the first time in the WWF. Yes. Before he was just... Just Mankind um, or Dude Love. Gotcha. Yeah, he had kind of the promo with himself. And he had all sorts of problems. <laughs> this kind of is like the start of like the... Kind of like gratuitous yeah. swing into the more brawls, brawls, not actual like matches. Right. Um, yeah, trash can. Um, he said puts Triple H through a very flimsy table. Yeah, the table at the end was, was like not, <laughs> not well thought out. Yeah. Before they got into their standard fake tables. Do they have special tables made? Yeah. Where it like breaks a lot 
easily. I know, but I was curious like what company has to do like a special it's probably them. WWE make their own tables. Yeah, I mean they have like a prop guy, so oh, okay. I mean it's just they can probably tables out of like particle boards. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, it's like IKEA furniture tables. <laughs> like that's what this is, but it wasn't like finished or like it yeah, made so it look like it was and it does like totally explode when yeah. there is the pile driver at the end. Well, I guess it makes for a good visual effect. Yeah. So, but yes, this kind of brother cements him as the the guy or yeah, uh, one of the guys. I feel like one of the guys. And it's, seven Steve Austin was the guy. Yeah, yeah. And the Rock was like another. The Rock was guy. rising, but Mick Foley was rising. Mick Foley was at a higher point than the Rock at this point. You like, think so? Okay. Yeah, it kind of. They kind of flip eventually, but mm. at this point, yeah, I would say yeah, it was like Undertaker and Steve Austin, and then probably Mick Foley right below them as far as faces. And then for the next couple of months, actually up until like February, he kind of switches between the three faces, like depending on who he's facing. Interesting. And actually at the Royal Rumble, he's the number one entrant as Cactus Jack. Oh. Like the number... 14 entrant as Mankind, That's and number funny. 27 is Dude Love. How long was he as Dude Love? Uh, he lasts till the final four. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, it's... Altogether, it's not that long, but That's it's funny. still... Being out three different times is... Yeah. I mean, you know, and he, like... Different boots each time, different... Yeah, a whole... It's change. a whole change that he's got to do. I'm so sure let's see. Took a lot of big bumps in those matches. The Rumble too. Dude, Love is seven minutes. Mankind was two minutes. Yeah. That was kind of quick. And then Cactus Jack was nine minutes. Okay. I mean, it's not like it was in the long. Like, The Rock was in fifty-one minutes. Oh, okay. So, but it's still, you know, a lot. It's still even though he wasn't in that long. It's like a notable yeah, it's a good appearance guy. by yeah, him. For sure. Nice. And then Zata then Utah eight yes. versus uh, Terry Funk. Yes, and this is one of the very few until after his retirement where it's actually Mick Foley. Yeah, this is kind of strange. In the like, room. I don't like my characters and they're, they're like shameless and he's that does that promo with Vince McMahon and Steve Austin. So right. So this was So after WrestleMania him and Terry Funk lost the tag titles that they had won the night before back to the Outlaws. Okay, obviously. And as they were, like, they get the huge beat down. And as the medics are, like, getting them prepared, the announcer comes over and says that Steve Austin, who was arrested earlier in the night, will, is being released from prison and will arrive at the <laughs> arena, like, after the show is over. Oh, jeez. So the next week, Mick Foley, cut, or Cactus Jack, cuts a promo talking about, like, for the first two years in the WWF, everyone just wanted him to be Cactus Jack. And when he was Cactus Jack, they were chanting for Steve Austin instead. Uh-huh. And then the next week, it's Vince McMahon versus Steve Austin on Raw. And Dude Love comes out. And at first, it looks like he's going to go after Vince McMahon, but then he attacks uh-huh. Steve Austin. So it's revealed that Dude Love is, is Vince McMahon's hand-chosen opponent. There we go. Yeah, they kind of... Okay, that makes sense Yes. Now. So then, but... Well, how did Terry Funk get back into this? Well, so Terry Funk had just been around. like He's a lot of kids coming back whenever. Yeah, he was... Those open door policies. Because he had been tag partners with Cactus Jack, and then when Cactus Jack left, mm-hmm. he just kind of stayed around, just kind of futzing around with anyone. And then they had this match set up where 
it was going to be him versus it was really more Vince McMahon's doing just to kind of crush McFoley's soul. Gotcha. And yeah, they have a crazy brawl all around throughout the arena. Yeah. So he bases himself. Yeah, there's chairs and blood, and then I don't know. It ends up being more about Steve Austin. Well, yeah, it's definitely setting up the next McFoley versus Steve Austin match. Right. So they they go up into the stands. I mean, yeah, Terry Funk's kind of old. Yeah. So he does kind of moonsault though off the. He does. That is true. The stage. That is true. Which is pretty wild. And to McFoley and like three hot dog vendors that are all obviously yeah. <laughs> independent wrestlers from the area. Definitely. Um, it goes in the stands. It kind of gets hard to watch for a little bit. Just yeah, it. the camera has to run up and get them backstage. Oh yeah, and it goes to the concourse. That's yeah. It. it pretty much ends right after that. Yeah, back in the ring. Yeah, and McFoley had some a nasty cut like on the top of his head. That's right. So you just like randomly see globs of blood uh, like uh, at Terry Funk's hands and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of blood. So right. Later matches were a little, <laughs> a little much. So then yeah, Mick fully wins but then yeah, Steve Austin kind of steals the show. Right, but then one. he goes up top to the ramp and dances with Vince McMahon after saying That's he'd never right. dance <laughs> with some second rate strippers again. Yep. Goes right back to it. Yep. Shocker. <laughs> so then he's so after that, he has it's Dude Lover Steve Austin at the Over the Edge match, which we watched before, with Vince McMahon as the ref. Oh yeah. The Undertaker gets involved. Oh yeah. Choke slams Pat Patterson through a table. Right. And then after that, the next month is the Hell in the Cell match, which we also watched, and where he gets thrown off. Oh, yeah. The cage the, and then the through the cage. Yeah, the, the match. The, the match. The magic table. Yes. <laughs> where he, that's how he did it. The magic the table. table. Right, yeah. That's a good story. Are we, are we talking about Mick Foley's stand-up community? I think we did. I think we did, too. Yeah. yeah. Is he still touring now? Is that Every once in a while, he's kind of got a tour going. Like, why not? Yeah, it's kind of like, what else am I going to be doing? Yeah, well, I, I understand the past couple of years, I mean, not traveling. Right, anymore, yeah, obviously. But... He's picked that back up, but... I don't know. I think he usually stops around November because then he's got to become Santa, Santa Claus. All right. Well, maybe he calls. He's he did like a show like in the suburbs, right? Yeah, he's done Zanies a few That's times, right. I think. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Anyways, we'll keep an eye out for that. <laughs> and then after that, he's so after the Hell in the Cell match, they kind of decide to scale back a little bit because they don't want him dying. Yeah. So he's. Teaming with Kane, and then Kane turns on him. Kane's awful. Yeah. I mean, wrestler or person, take your pick. Yeah. And then, (coughs) eventually, though, he's feuding to become the number one contender. And they have a triple threat match of Mankind versus Ken Shamrock versus The Rock. That's right, yeah. And during this, the match they have on Raw, Undertaker and Kane come out, and they're fierce, but the next week at the pay-per-view... They have it inside a cage match. And this is the one where the cage like is locked. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's closed. You could ask the referee to open the door though. That's right. And it's pinfall or escape. That's right. Yeah. And this There's different, slightly different rules. These yeah. Cages. Some and on it, top, some don't. Yeah, it yeah. depends on what what purpose <laughs> you need it to serve. True. So. This is like the start of The Rock being just like ridiculously 
popular. Like he oh, comes yeah. out, and I don't think they were ready for him to be this over. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he was. He was. Yes. Loved it. He, he did a doubles. People yes, Aldo the doubles. Like lost the double people. Yeah. Although I remember like that being talked about the next part day at school. That was the most oh, important really? part. Yeah. <laughs> the Rock had a double people's elbow. Oh wow! Two elbow pins. I was gonna say yeah, it's really not the most difficult or technical move. Just kind of like flails all his limbs about. Yeah. But and then <laughs> obviously the big big talk at same feed the next day. Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> so then Nick Foley. I don't know about Clegg at middle school. <laughs> Maybe people were talking about it, but not me. Not you. <laughs> no. He does a dive off the top of the cage. Yeah, I should have wrote that. He just he jumped off the top. Um. And then the chair like appeared in the ring somehow. Yeah, it's kind of. I think someone just happened to grab it when they opened the door, but right. then the door had to be closed with the 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 chair in the ring. Yeah, so I said the rock covers Ken Shamrock before mankind gets out of the. Yeah, ring. so mankind waffles Ken Shamrock with a chair that's, shot. That's right. And yeah. then, kind of going back to like his days growing up, it was always escape the cage rules. Yeah. So he starts to climb over. And as he's like right before he gets to the end, the rock just covers yeah. Ken Shamrock for the win. It's a kind of a lame ending. Yeah, but it kind of set up that you know the rock's smarter than mankind, crazy mankind, and rage monster Ken Shamrock. <laughs> so he played it cool and worked out. Worked it out. Oh well, yeah, this is to do this when the rock surpasses. Yeah, Nicole. I would say it's right here that it's the rock is the number two guy in the company behind. Steve Austin. Gotcha. And then after this, now Mankind at this point is still trying to impress Mr. McMahon. Okay. And then eventually going into Survivor Series, there's going to be a tournament for the world title. Okay. And Vince McMahon has accepted Mankind as his new son since Shane turned on Vince. Okay. Well, yes. So in the tournament finals, it's The Rock who is... Like, kind of been feuding with Vince McMahon all of a sudden because Vince McMahon hates the people and The oh, Rock geez. is the people's champion. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they, they go back and forth between, like, they'd be like The Rock's, you know, like, I think Vince McMahon and The Rock are usually best friends. Yeah, well, yeah, that comes well, yeah, out later. So, during the match, line, yeah. it being a year after Survivor Series 1997 with the Montreal Screwjob, oh. The Rock puts Mankind in a sharpshooter and right away Vince McMahon... Runs out, rings the yeah. bell and reveals that he was with the rock the whole time oh. and the rock is the corporate champ so then the rock and mankind start a feud <laughs> and they have a pay-per-view match in december that mankind wins by the man of applause but vince mcmahon says since he didn't he didn't make the rock say i quit or Tear get pinned oh, okay. it doesn't count oh geez so then we go to the January 4th Raw, which was actually taped a week before okay. on Tuesday. We'll get to that. Okay. Sounds, sounds like an important detail. It, it, it gets very important <laughs> okay. in like, the McFoley story. Interesting. All right. And it's Triple H versus Mankind with the winner getting a King uh, Royal Rumble spot. Oh, okay. And Shane McMahon is the guest referee. And Triple H was a good guy at this point. Like hmm. He's with Mankind later. Gotcha. It, you know, it helps him, but... And this, he gets the win by Shane McMahon, Skullduggery. And gotcha. he says, I don't want to accept this, but I want to go to the Royal Rumble. So he pedigrees Shane McMahon. Nice. And that allows McFoley to kind of wrap him up in a different submission <laughs> maneuver. 
and demand a match against The Rock, which Vince McMahon grants oh, him. Oh, yeah, that's right. Then he's like, Shane's like whining. Like, yeah. Crying. <laughs> he's breaking my arm. Yeah. Jeez. So we get that match, and it is, like I said, it was a Raw main event on a taped Raw, and they kind of already said at the Royal Rumble it's going to be The Rock vs. Mankind. Okay. So I've, just watching that, you're expecting, okay, well, it's going to be a schmaz finish, and nothing's really going to happen. But they did something different. Okay. What happened during this match? Did he oh, have for... Jillian people looking out. Yes. Well, the the corporation, which is the Rack's crew with Vince, and then Degeneration X had started piling up with mankind. So they were there for them. Well, first, the stairs started to get used a lot. Yeah. Because they were already using a couple of their matches, but this is the first Yeah, the the Rack really likes throwing the stairs on McFoley. Yeah. Yeah, McFoley gets the head. Oh, they both get on the headset. That was funny. Yes. I liked that. Separate interviews. Yeah, and then. Uh, basically a ton of people come out and then Steve Austin music comes out hits and he comes out and then McFoley yeah. wins yeah and the Steve Austin pop is like the largest pop oh, yeah. people in history knows. yeah and this was I mean it had been gone for like three weeks so it wasn't like not a huge amount of time super long and they, like they were talking about him storylines and stuff so it wasn't gotcha. like but he comes out yeah and people went crazy and I think it's kind of also because people were like well, this might actually mean, like, this might actually end the match. Like, um, they're not just going to break out Steve Austin for no reason. Right. So he does, McFoley ends up winning. Mm-hmm. And the, so the whole thing about this, the, thing that, the reason it became more than just a regular title change, the big match on Nitro at the time was going to be Goldberg versus Kevin Nash. Okay. Because at Starcade, their big show... Kevin Nash beat Goldberg for the first time okay. because Scott Hall used a, a cattle prod on Goldberg. Oh, jeez. Yes. Not very good. Well, that's the only way you could beat him. Well, WCW is only got to... So they had built idea. up this huge Nitro two weeks later. They were going to have the rematch. It was in the Atlanta Dome, and it was like 40,000 people. It was going to be like their biggest Nitro ever. And then, like, in the first hour of Nitro... As they're going to break, they're like, and if you're tempted to change that channel, don't. We heard Mick Foley, who used to wrestle here as Cactus Jack, he's going to win their world title. Yeah, they'll put some butts in the seats. Oh, no. So, poor Tony Schiavone <laughs> said that. Obviously directed by Eric Bischoff. Right. It wasn't Mr. Schiavone's call. Off, yeah. But after they said that, the ratings, like, took a total turn and, like, Everyone turned to Raw to watch. Oh, WCW, they cannot figure yeah, it out. Yeah, so if they had just, like, let it play out... Because they had actually... WWF had even kind of, like... They said after it was taped on their website, like, McFoley wins the belt. Oh, really? So, like, people knew it was going to happen. Why did they do it that way? Basically to kind of prevent WCW from doing that, but it didn't matter, I guess. <laughs> Like, because gotcha. I remember, like, back then it was like you switched back and forth. Oh, Like, okay. every commercial break. Okay. Going Steve Austin's coming up now, and it's just the luchadors on Nitro. Well, I'm going to watch Austin. But then it's, interesting. you know, Farouk and Bradshaw versus two guys and Hulk Hogan's at Nitro. I'm going to cut, you know. Right. And then the Nitro match ends up being 
horrible. It ends up being Hulk Hogan versus Kevin Nash. And what happened to Goldberg? He was arrested for, well, originally they wanted to call it rape. But then they just called stalking and intimidation of Miss Elizabeth, which is what, like, the NWO had set up. They were framing him. And it's Kevin Nash, or Hulk Hogan comes out and pokes Kevin Nash, and he falls to the ground, gets pinned, and they give the belt back to Hulk Hogan. Boo. Yeah. Well, I would definitely rather watch the Raw one. Yes. Well, then next year, next one we also do is the Rock versus me. Yeah, so we keep with it. The same feud. So they had two matches in between this. They had, oh, was the, the Super Bowl one? Yeah. Yeah. So first was the Royal Rumble. Okay. And that's an I Quit match. And that is like one of those matches that it's not really fun to watch anymore. Because oh. the idea was The Rock was going to hit him with like three chair shots while Ooh. he was handcuffed. Ooh. He ends up doing like 15 because like Mankind kept turning his back and The Rock thought that meant like Give me another one, not like just give me the last shot. Oh. So they kind of, and then the ending, the ending plays out the way it was supposed to, but probably a little later than it should have, where it's just a tape recording of Mankind saying I quit to end the match. But then Mankind realizes that that was a tape because he didn't say it and gets the halftime heat empty arena match, (laughs) which we watched for The Rock. We did. That was very entertaining. Yes. That was just a different type of performance art. Yeah, that's definitely different than, <laughs> different than these matches. Yo, yeah. Well, it was just strange, no. The whole thing. Was, right, yeah. It's it's like a different class. Right, it's a different setting altogether. Yeah, but good for them being able to like, work with it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, improv, essentially. Right, yeah. Especially with not having anything, like knowing how it's working out, because right. the crowd is not reacting. Right, yeah. But then this one was like weird. We did. He was trained with yes, like so, a Italian guy, the Iron Sheik. So, so the, it's set up that their next match will be at Valentine's Day Massacre. Okay. And on Heat, McFoley's old trainer Dominic Danucci shows up to help train Mick. Obviously. And he brings like he was an old wrestler in like the seventies and eighties. Okay. So he brings two other old wrestlers from the seventies and eighties, Iron Sheik and Bob Backlund, who are both literally insane now. Really? Yes. Well, like, then they were, even. Yeah, Bob Backlund's always been a little... Yeah, and well, the Iron Sheik is known for yelling that he wants to make people humble, uh, the old school way. And... Eh, okay, don't say no more. Yeah. So, it's set up that, you know, first the Iron Sheik's showing him the Persian clubs. That's right. And McFull's <laughs> like, well, can I just hit him? And he's like, exactly. And then he has to run the stairs like Bob Backlund. Oh, yeah. And while he does that, the rock comes up and... Blast him in the knee with... A pallet. Yeah. Because right. it's a last man standing match. So if uh, his legs hurt, he can't stand. Yeah. So, The Rock versus Mankind, the second time in this setting, what did you... Uh, or in this set, I should say. Out of the ring. Yep. Foley puts Rock through the table. Then, like, hits the flying elbow. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. The announcer's table. Very physical match, of course. Not a lot of sequences. That's the thing is... It's not like a really long like, run of mitt. Of yeah, mitt. especially with like a last man standing match, I think that's always a problem in it. Like you got to stop after any kind of big, gotcha. big moment to see it to get the count. That's well, there is, it's not my favorite match type. Yeah, it's kind of too herky. It's really herky jerky. Yeah, and, it's hard to have a good flow. Yeah, in these types exactly. Of yeah, then Rock just throws the stairs again. 
Oh, and then the rock starts singing Elvis, which is yes, funny. Yes, because it's in Memphis. Yeah. But that's when um, Macaulay gets his mandible, mandible claw on him. Oh, and this, I just wrote this at the end of this one. Boo. <laughs> yes. Because they hit each other with chairs and they both get counted out. Yes. The people are not happy. Yeah, the fans are not, people are not happy. happy about that. They give quite the bullshit chant, I believe. Yeah. Breaks out. Well, I don't blame them. Yep. I'd, be, I'd be pissed too. But like I said, they get what they come for in the next match where it's Steve Austin killing Vince McMahon inside a steel cage. That's right. That's and the good. Big Show makes his WWF debut oh, okay. through the ring. Through the ring? Like through, it's a cage match. Yeah. So he comes through the bottom of the ring, oh. busts up and pulls up Steve Austin and throws him into the cage, but the cage breaks. Oh, so Steve Austin wins, but the Big Show looks like a killer. Gotcha. So. Well, he's kind of just kind of a big dopey guy. Yeah, that kind of his effectiveness kind of ended right yeah. then and there. Yeah, that was well. He already did his cinema role in uh, Jingle All the Way too. Right, so. and he had already. I mean, he was living on borrowed time already because he had been thrown off a roof of Cobo Hall while sumo wrestling with monster trucks. So oh, that's right. Anything <laughs> anything past nineteen ninety five is really gravy for him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Okay, yeah. That right. really too. Yeah. So then he retires, Actually, or what's Well, there? no, first we'll take a quick break. Okay. Oh, boy. It's the have been through after all the cage matches the ladder matches i quit matches last man standing matches the rock says welcome back what welcome back all right oh please a lot of respect between those two men king where's the fashion when you need it thank you rock and let me congratulate you now five-time wwf champion Society. Not only that, but I've got to say, Rock, that has got to put you right up there 
in the elite list of the greatest WWF champions of all time. Oh boy, Liam getting sugar diabetes. And I want to know one thing, how does that make you feel? Well, the it doesn't matter how it makes you feel. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good. Foley, 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 Foley. That was a good one. I gotta give him credit. Oh, Commissioner, he read the last smile. <laughs> I finally got you. I finally got you. That guy happens in the White House. All right, and we're back. So, 1999, he ends up getting injured in like May. Not injured, he just he needed knee surgery. Well, yeah, he was getting pretty rough. Yeah, and even after he comes back, it's not he's knee surgery, not like concussion protocol. No, that comes. I mean, that's probably always going on, but not in 1998. It's not as not a thing yet. Yeah. It's like, oh, you had a concussion. Okay, well, you'll get Raw off tomorrow. We need you to come to Raw for interviews, but you won't wrestle. Jeez, yeah. Uh, so then, so it, like Survivor Series 99, he actually talked to Vince McMahon and said, like, I'm starting to have trouble, like, remembering where I live when I'm driving home. Yeah. And so Vince McMahon, and Mick Foley's always said this, like, say what you will about Vince McMahon, but that day he cared about Mick Foley. That's like crazy. he said, you're retired. You just had your last match. And Mick Foley was kind of like, well, wait a second, I, I, I don't, do I wanna, sure. I don't wanna, yeah. I don't want my retirement to be a crappy, me and El Snow against the New Age Outlaws match, you know. I want to yeah. build it up. So they like kind of gave him some time off, but like he was on TV, but not really wrestling. Kind of letting them build up his stamina, get good matches back, and then as we talked about, we watched the Royal Rumble match, him versus Triple H at the. A street fight at Madison Square Garden for the oh, Rumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The street fight. Yeah, that's like, like once one again, of, all over the place. Yeah, all over the place, but like <laughs> one of those classic matches. And then following up that, they decided to have one more match at No Way Out. And it's it's guaranteed that if McFoley wins, he'll be in the main event at WrestleMania. Like they're not going to do, okay, gotcha. you got to. You won, but now you got to defend the belt the next night. Gotcha. Against Mick Foley's career. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is like, a, he's like, okay. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. Why well, you lost now? Yep. Gotcha. Well, I actually kind of, it's kind of funny. So I wrote that, like, I guess they can't go over the arena since they're in a cage. Right. But I was wrong. They, nope, they do. Because <laughs> Mick Foley had promised that he was going to climb to the top of the cage and jump off through the table, but this time it would be through Triple H. That's right, yeah. So, like, right away, the match starts, he rolls out of the ring right away, but since Triple H was in charge, he had, like, eight locks put on the door. Yeah, but the, the, the cage basically, like, pops up yeah. on the side. Yeah, on the side when he throws the stairs and misses, but yeah. finds a way out. Gets at it. no way out. Aha, got it. Yeah, get there, there's a nice slingshot, I yep. fully. And I said, how do they get out of the cell? <laughs> and Floyd puts him to the announcer's table. Well, guess this is the this is the first appearance of the barbed wire wrapped around the uh, No, they used it at the Royal Rumble. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's still very early in its... It was a little, a little heavy-handed in these yeah. matches, but yeah. 
um, they climb to the top. Yeah, then they get pushed off, and the barbed wire's on fire. Yep, the fully lights it on fire. Because, of course... Gary Long says, what could be worse than a 2 by 4 wrapped in barbed wire as McFoley's lighting like, it on yeah. fire? Also, he really wanted to go out the bang. Yes. Just pulling out all the stops. And then Triple H like, does a backdrop, but like there's clearly like a trap yeah. door. So that cage opens up, and they fall through. So I guess... I guess they, through the ring. Right, through the yeah. ring, that's right. Yeah, also very strategically placed. Yeah. Pull, and then Triple H wins. Yes. But I guess, yeah, if there's a way you want to go out, I guess that's the way to do it. Yeah. And they... I mean, this was the Royal Rumble especially, but this also, like, it was just, like, do everything to make Triple H a huge star. Gotcha. Like, the heel, the main heel of the company. Yeah. Which well, he was, for sure. Yeah, he did, did a good job accomplishing that. Yep. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, he comes back three weeks later and is in the WrestleMania 2000 main event, a four-way match. Wait, Mick Foley? Mick Foley. I thought he was retiring. Yeah, well... I thought this match was supposed to end his career. Well, it's Triple H versus The Rock versus The Big Show versus Mick Foley. Mm. The real reason, though, is because there's a McMahon in every corner. Oh. So it's more about the McMahons than the actual guys. Is it Linda, Vince? Well, Vince is with The Rock. Okay. Like, is good guy. Okay. Vince. Triple H is with Stephanie, obviously. Yeah. The Big Show is with Shane McMahon, who decided that the Big Show is going to be like the dominant mm. force, and then Linda brings back Mick Foley because he should be able to live out his dream of going to WrestleMania. Yeah, he's already in WrestleMania. Yeah, <laughs> well, main event. Okay, whatever. So that match happens. It's not very good. It's yeah. very long. Mick Foley is he like whiffs on his big move, trying to oh. he tries to do the elbow from the apron to the ring again, yeah. but it comes up a bit short. Breaks Ooh. two ribs. Ooh. Yes. But he did get to go to Disneyland the next day with his kids. So that's something. Uh, Anaheim. Oh. So Disneyland. 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 Okay. Yes. Gotcha. And then after that, that, though, he does really retire. For real this time. For real. He becomes a commissioner. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he watched some of those promos. Yeah. Those cheap pops. Get the cheap pops. A lot of work with Edge Christian and Kurt Angle. Yeah, that was a little. Str- that was a strange. The segment was, yeah, but they like had a bunch of. Were they good at the time? Did yeah, like them? the promos like they them. had were good. Yeah, okay. yeah. We were all like edited together in that. Yeah, that was kind of. Watched, it was kind of strange. A little, yeah, a little too self referential <laughs> Yeah, they, they are like, they like say the promo, then they kind of show so the, the promo. promo. Yeah. Oh, well. So he does retire though for. So he's the commissioner for about six months, and then he kind of takes some time off. He leaves. He comes back in, like, 03, and he's a guest referee in a Triple H versus Kevin Nash Hell in a Cell match, where he ends up taking, like, most of the bumps. Of course. Well, yeah. Yeah, because he's McFoley. Yeah. And then the next night, they have, like, a celebration for McFoley, where they give him the original hardcore title at Madison Square Garden. And then, at the end, Randy Orton attacks him and kicks uh, him down the stairs. Oh, that's right. Like, oh, you're old, you're washed yeah. up. And then that starts their feud. And then they have the tag match at uh, WrestleMania 20 that we watched for The Rock. It's the Rock and Sock connection. Oh, yeah. Versus Evolution, which Randy Orton wins clean. That's true. Yeah. And that built up to this one-on-one match. Gotcha. 
where it's no holds barred, oh. evolution banned from ringside, oh. and the intercontinental title is on the line, which oh. McFoley never held. I was going to say, the was the title on the line. Oh, well, Randy Orton is the champ. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, no, this one is like just out of like wrestling and just like gratuitous violence yeah. category. Yeah, this <laughs> is quite the brawl. There's, I mean, everything, right? There's like. They both have the barbed wire clothes. There's yeah. like headshots with the trash can, a lot of blood, and yeah. then uh, um, thumbtacks. Thumbtacks. Yeah, and this is. Is that the first time those were used in WWE? It was the first time anyone other than McFoley went into them. Oh, okay. That was like the shocking part. Like, okay, there's thumbtacks. Of course, McFoley's going to go into them. But no, he. Randy Orton. Yeah, well, makes, that looks awful. Stands up for him. Like. He gives it his go. Oh, he does, yeah. He's really stuck full of them. Um, and then he wants to spend, McFoley wants to send Barbara on fire. Right. Eric Bischoff comes out and puts the kibosh on says, no. The fire marshal ruin the, well, close the, end the show. Maybe because it's in Canada. Oh, really? Maybe the fire marshal has a different code there because, <laughs> as we see say, in our match before and the match we, come in, we have after this, That's true. the fire is used. So yeah. maybe Canadian laws are different. Or, yeah, who knows? Yeah, or they just needed a way to not use fire. True. And I don't know, that just kind of gets repetitive. It's like they get bodies yeah. on the barbed wire. There's like thumbtacks. It's just like. They do have the crazy uh, running elbow off the stage, though. Oh, that's true. Where yeah. Randy Orton's just getting killed. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, then you know, Orton gets put through a table. And then, um, yeah, I guess my last note was that was painful to watch. Yeah. Which I. Agree with and it ends by. with a RKO onto the barbed wire bath. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, Randy Orton wins. Right. So it's just, ugh, just a lot. And the thing with this match is it's like... extra, as the kids it's, say. It is extra. I think they wanted they Orton to look... extra? Huh? Are they going for extra? They were going for... They wanted Orton to become, like, a main eventer gotcha. out of this. But I think the, the problem that they did was because he took such a shit kicking that people, like, respected him. So they ended up... He ends up, like... Becoming a guy who you, they had to turn face uh, a little too early. Like, I think they probably wanted... Because for a while, it seemed like the plan was going to be Triple H versus Orton at the next year's WrestleMania. They end up doing it at SummerSlam. And then the Orton babyface push is just real bad. Mm. And ends up being Batista who, like, steps in as the, the face. Gotcha. And it works a lot better. Yeah. Because they do it organically instead of Orton, like... Oh, he's starting to get a baby face pop. We gotta drop everything and make him the biggest baby face. Which, whenever they do that, it usually doesn't work. Gotcha. See Roman Reigns. See say, John yeah, Cena. Yeah, yeah. Just let it happen. Yep. Let its course or whatever. And like on this show, I think right after the match, they had the John Cena commercial. Oh yeah. And that was when John Cena was like getting over huge because like he was a rapper. He was a rapper and he was like doing it himself though. Like gotcha. And then. Like, a year later, when they give him the title, he's, like, stops doing that. It just becomes, like... Stops the Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Wannabe. don't know what they really had him. His, he, like, doesn't have a character all of a sudden, then. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just Smiling John Cena, which <laughs> didn't work out too well. No. And then, after this... So, he goes away... I'm trying to think, oh, like, oh, 05, what does he do? So, he's just kind of, like... Pops in here and there, you know, random legends shows. And then he's a referee in a John Cena Edge match, which 
the first match had controversy, like the ref didn't. Edge's foot was under the rope or something. Oh, you know? okay. Some, Some reason for a rematch. Gotcha. And McFoley's the ref, and Edge thinks that he screwed. That McFoley screwed Edge gotcha. during the match, which he really didn't. But had to get mad at him for some reason. Yeah, so they end up setting up a match at WrestleMania 22. And you were there. I was there. My first WrestleMania. Aww. Quite the, quite the barn burner to see. Yeah. And a little yeah. fire there too. Yep. Where, so where's, where was it again? The Allstate. The Allstate. Allstate. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Who'd you go with? Matt. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We had a good time. It was quite the show. I think it's kind of. One of those, like, if you're looking at all the WrestleManias, it's not one that, like, jumps out at you. But actually, everything on the card is pretty well-timed. And nothing takes too long. Like, this is a 14-minute match. It's not, like, where the other one, I think, was 24 minutes. Oh. The resort. And so, yeah, it's a little quicker. A while. It's, it's a, pretty much the same, like, beats, though. Yeah, no it's rules. similar to There's it. There's road yeah. signs. That's just kind of strange. That just yeah. With. That's kind of, like, more of... The early 2000s, like, where everything's a weapon hardcore match. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I said this kind of re- reminds me of the 2004 match. There's yeah. the wire, there's the thumbtacks. Thumbtacks. Edge takes the That's bump true. into the thumbtacks. And this, Lita takes a mandible claw wrapped with barbed wire. That's right. Which is something. Ugh, yeah. And I really like the spot at the beginning where Edge hits the spare and McFoley comes off oh, yeah. and pulls off his oh, first flannel right. yeah. to reveal that he was wrapped in barbed wire. Obviously. And Edge been. does, like, I think he probably just gave himself a little cut on his shoulder oh, to make yeah. it seem like the barbed wire had cut through him. Gotcha. Yeah, that was weird. Because I remember when I came out, I made a comment, like, he looks, like, wider than usual. Yeah. But I didn't realize it was because he had yeah. and even barbed wire around Joey Styles, the announcer, points out how he's wearing the green and blue flannel, which is unusual. Usually it's the red and blue. Oh, I gotcha. So, wink, wink. There's mm, shenanigans there afoot. The flannels. Yeah, and then there's fire, and then he goes through a the table gets lit up. Lita lit, lights lit, lit the table yes. on fire, and then Edge pushes McFoley through it. Yes. It's very impressive. Um, so Edge wins, but once again, it goes since those those matches, he's just serving a larger purpose. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, Mick Foley is a guy that I mean, when he was a regular guy in the company, he basically always lost big matches. So especially if he's coming out of retirement, yeah, he's just gonna do it to put a guy. But people like, are here for it. Yeah, yeah. And then... He's crazy. So this is his Final last... Matches. Actually, he has another match later this year. Actually, he's a couple. First with... He teams with Edge and Lita against Tommy Dreamer and Terry Funk. Terry Funk's still around? Oh, yeah. And then he has a weird feud with Ric Flair where he thought it was going to be a lot more artistic than it was mm-hmm. and like had grand plans of what it was going to mean and it didn't really pan out that way. Of course. And then, 08, he becomes an announcer, actually, for SmackDown. And he was really good at it, but he did not like Vince McMahon yelling in his ear all the time. So he quit after, like, four months. Yeah. So maybe he could get back into that now. I don't know if they they have a opening. What's what's Vince McMahon yelling at the announcers for all the time? He was always doing it to, especially Michael Cole. And then McFoley was with Michael Cole on SmackDown. Like, yelling at them what to say. Oh. What, like stories they should be trying to get over gotcha like stuff. micromanaging yeah exactly gotcha and he didn't wasn't doing that like in you know the attitude there in 98 99 which is jr and the king were able to just 
tell the story themselves. Right. Where I guess he lost confidence in people, but... Interesting. Yeah. So then he's... He goes to TN... He quits WWF. He doesn't want to be yelled at by Vince McMahon anymore. Yeah. Ends up there. going... He goes to TNA for like three years and he wrestles a lot there, which is... Really? Probably not a great idea. Yeah. And then he comes back. He's actually in the Royal Rumble in 2012. Really? It features a... Sacco versus Santino Morella snake oh. uh, face off where they both slap hands. hands. Yes, I but vaguely remember watching he's like that a, video. It's like a comedy spot for him, and he's yeah. he's out. And then eventually, they were planning and at SummerSlam 2012, they were kind of gearing up for it to be him versus Dean Ambrose. Ooh. And like Dean Ambrose, this was like before he had come up with the Shield and yeah. stuff. So this was going to be his debut, and they kind of like. Did like a little shoot thing where like Dean Ambrose like badmouth Foley and his family at the hotel that WrestleMania earlier in the year. Obviously. And like Mick Foley went on Twitter or whatever and was like, I'm not gonna work with such a disrespectful ingrate. And then right before they had the match though, he went to the doctor and the doctor was like, You could never wrestle again. Because uh, yeah. like another concussion like could dead. kill yeah. you, basically. So since then he's not wrestled. He's still made his appearance. He was actually a GM for Raw for a while. I kind of remember that, yeah. He had the the very nice looking uh, suit coat that was flannel style. Right. Which I was always a fan of. But yeah, eventually, I mean, and it's, he's still every once in a great while appears, but it's kind of how he ended. Yeah. He's still some... He's, he's, his news are problematic. No, no. He's all... I mean, his only problematic guy. thing was like... Especially like ninety eight, ninety nine, like shows like twenty twenty would have like oh backyard wrestling is the new oh yeah. hip craze and <laughs> they all look at Mick Foley as their you know the patron saint because he jumped off a roof and got a job out of it where it's like well okay that's skipping the fifteen years he wrestled say, around the world yeah seriously when he would like spend like every weekend like driving you know, right wrestle yeah and, and like I mean they don't mention that part because that's no, not interesting right so. That was, like, kind of where he... I mean, it wasn't really controversial because of him, but right. the only thing that kind of worked against him. Bad, bad press. Yes. So he actually ended up saying that he thinks the Orton match was actually his best really? WWE match. But I think that was... That book, I think, came out before the Edge match, so I'm not sure oh. <laughs> where it ranks. Because really? I actually like the Edge match the most, I would say. Really? Yeah. Of all the ones we watched... All the ones we watched this time, yes. I still think his Do Love vs. Steve Austin is the best McFoley match, but Yeah. Alright. Alright, so now we gotta go through our rankings. Okay. So N is nuance. Again, this is like longevity, flexibility, heel, face, tag team, singles. Mm, let's give him a nine. Yeah. He does, yeah, he does it all. Oh, I'm trying to think. Yeah. All his characters. Yeah, what? yeah. Yeah, I give him a name. I was going to say longevity kind of dings him, because really, he's only there four years full time. Well, that's true, yeah. But he's such a good heel, he's such a good face. Like, yeah. everything else I think makes up for it. And four years in the Attitude Era is still kind of... It's four years, but four of the biggest years of the company. So that's true. And he's not, a big part. But it was more of like the, huh, the attitude, not necessarily the actual right. wrestling. 
Which he's kind of style lent himself to. So I... J is jump up. So that means like big time moments. Oh. 9.5. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm 10. thinking 10 because like the Hell in the Cell match alone. Right, that's a good is huge. The, iconic. the title win on Raw is historic. He is promos. You might move up, might up to a 10 too. Oh, 9. sorry, 5. sir. I think promos got to a 9.5. He's obviously one of the more eloquent, definitely better speakers. Yeah. I will actually give him a 9 just because like the stuff we watched was good. But there's sometimes where like he built some things up in his mind too much uh, and does it at like a little short yeah. execution. Yeah. And yeah. then work, work rate. rate. I wonder what you're gonna do. Well, here. it's kind of hard because it's yeah. Like, yeah, it's not like I'm looking at Shawn Michaels who got the nine point five he deserved. Right. Yeah, he doesn't. Like, Mick Foley doesn't have a forty-five minute match on Raw with John Cena. Right, and like he's not like not. I don't want to use it against him. Just his style. He's not like a wrestler's wrestler. He's right. More just like a performer and a risk taker, and so uh, say nine. Okay. What do you think? Uh, I was actually going to go 8.5. That's what I was going to do, so change my to 8.5. <laughs> it still has him as your second your second best in-ring. Or your second lowest. The Rock is still your low. No, I guess the Rock. I was the lowest on the Rock. Yeah. You've got yeah. that early stuff, yeah. Equal sign. Equal sign. Uh, equal sign, so... I think it'll be the same, right? Yeah. 36.5. So he's tied with my ranking for The Rock. The highest? Uh, Steve Austin's the highest. highest, You're right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think I liked the WCW stuff better. I was more pleased about it. I don't know. I have to kind of think about it. But I remember when we did these rankings for WCW, I was like very. Yeah, let me see. Let me see if I can. Yeah. I'm sure I could pull it up. Let's see. GWCW. So you got 36.5. I think I got him like a really high rating. 34.5. Oh, okay. 34. I mean, it's still. He is the second highest guy. Like, if we took his. Combined average would yeah. be the second highest behind just Ric Flair. Yeah, which, which makes sense. Yeah. For uh, WCW. Yeah, okay. So I guess I got him slightly higher. Yeah, I, and I think that's, I mean, he had good stuff in WCW, but his right. WWF stuff, like he might, towards the end, lose some athleticism, but he makes up for it in just character work. Gruesomeness. And, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the sheer yeah, audacity value. of what he's doing. Right. No, yeah. good stuff, though. Yeah. So uh, with that, we'll continue on next month with our Olympic gold medalist. Kurt Angle. Yeah. Simone Biles. Yes, Simone Biles and uh, Michael Phelps will stop by. i <laughs> he never like, showed up as a guest host of Raw or something. They ever have Olympians? Oh, it's NBC, right? Or NBC affiliated? Yeah, most no. of the time. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, so yeah, they, they were always had, like, under the same like, corporate teat. Right, but like they never had like a crossover, like Bob Costas show up. Bob Costas. Oh, Bob Costas had a, oh, a thing with Vince McMahon. Did he? Where like in 2001, they were talking about 
when they have Trish Stratus like not really right not it's nowadays it would not be a great angle it's not on the network oh, where he okay. forces her to strip and bark like a dog oh ooh. yeah so Bob Costas does no Vince McMahon oh, does okay. and Bob Costas was asking him about this oh. and the embryo had already kind of turned sour because it's also about the XFL. Oh. The XFL was becoming clear that it was going to be a one-season wonder, so it was already kind of testing. Like Vince McMahon gets up and is like, "Don't you tell me what you believe what I'm saying." It's yeah, it's pretty pretty heated. Oh, okay, we're not going to see him on any of our. No, I mean I don't know how long how late the real sports archives goes <laughs> on HBO Max. Maybe AEW will get the rights to that and air it. There you go. I will until then. We'll have to just be content with Kurt Angle yep. as our Olympian. Oh, as our lone Olympian symbol. <laughs> yep. All, All right. right. That concludes McFoley. Have a Bye. nice day.